people coming. You would ruin the silent intro part. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Token Podcast. I'm your host and sometimes referee, the friendly neighborhood Zach Stat Pearson. And today I'm joined by he who is the king of the cold. He who shovels all that is white, but not the powdery stuff that goes in your nose. A one king of House Alaska. Hey everyone, how's it going? And of course, the real reason you're here. The man whose chill vibes know no equal. The world could quake and his boots would not even tremble. The lo-fi, hi-fi guy himself. Producer extraordinaire, Cole G. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? What's good? All right, Cole G, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, yeah, man. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. No thanks problem. For, uh, it's been, what, two, three years? We yeah, need man, to look up anyway. Since, uh, definitely haven't seen you since 2018? I moved out. Yeah, 2018. Since Oof. I moved out that, that, that crib. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, my name's Cole G, uh, producer, DJ. Um, I do, like, a lot of other random music stuff. But, uh, yeah, from Detroit, Michigan area, moved out here to Chicago right after school around 2017. Uh, just had, like, the very corporate-ass job and was just doing that, And but always had a passion for music and just really just during COVID, man, everything just started changing and kind of just clicking for me for more with Ain't the, uh, the music. Truth. So, uh, yeah, happy to be here, happy to be where I'm at, and, uh, yeah, happy to be, like I said, on your show and good seeing you, man. Hey, and I'm happy to have you in my city. We could use more chill people like you. And if you ever think about going home, just eat the pizza and you'll forget. <laughs> um, that being said, is there any place they can find you uh, turning tables in particular? Uh, yeah, man. So actually, you can always catch me at a place in Logan Square called Navigator Tap Room. I am there on Sundays DJing and uh, just every second Sunday. So, um, yeah, pull up on me. I just play super chill shit. You know, it's just Neil Soul, R&B, and uh, yeah, you can get pretty drunk there too. They have some good, <laughs> they have some good drinks. So, and for those, uh, it's actually like a pour your own beer place. So it's not like a typical bar. You, you legit like, you like fill up your own beer and like cocktail drinks they have there, which is dope. And for those of you watching our video version of this podcast episode, uh, you can also see on screen that why does that always happen? Every time I start typing coal. It'll put in J. Cole. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm kind of used to it by now. Yeah, I mean, I, there's, there are worse people to be compared to. Right, facts. It's not an Epstein. <laughs> right. Oh, wait, you can't say that word on YouTube. Ooh, I'm in trouble. So, yeah, this is how you can pull him up. I don't know why I didn't hit that button earlier. It's all good. Yeah, because I got like, where are the songs I saved of yours that I was into? Man, my save songs? Oh, it's probably because I did it on my phone. Okay. Well, as you can see from the screen, uh... He's got some songs up here. He mostly, what are your genre specialties, you said? Yeah, it's like lo-fi, instrumentals. Um, it's I wouldn't even say it's lo-fi. It's not like the traditional lo-fi because I sample a lot of like old R&B tracks. So you're uh, more of a hybrid artist. Yeah, kind of more of a hybrid instrumental, but it's not like your basic lo-fi that your study beats that you kind of hear nowadays a lot. Yeah. All right, well, with that being said, uh, let's get into the question. So first and foremost, I just want to know what inspired you to make your own music? Yeah, man, I could probably talk about that for a lot, but, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of different reasons. I probably have like mainly like three reasons though. I mean, the first one, obvious, you know, 
you know, growing up black, always playing music in the background, you know, any family function. Real talk. Like, I know it's like the most cliche stereotype to ever stereotype a stereotype, but you didn't necessarily have access to a musical instrument. Or if you did, like a lot of the greats of the past, and I'm including even Chuck Berry himself, you didn't necessarily have a teacher. You just kept playing until you stopped sounding like shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but just like, yeah, playing growing up family and they're always playing like old R&B tracks, just like cleaning the house and just like little stuff like that just always kind of brings me back to my childhood with music. Um, and then another big thing, and I think I even talked to you before, it's definitely video games. Um, love Final Fantasy when I was a kid, like young, young. I have a brother. He's eight years older than me. And so when Final Fantasy VII came out, I had to be like, I had to be like three years old or something like that, and I would just watch him play for hours. Like, I, I like, I don't know how I just watched this man play a game and had no idea what was going on. And now it's a profession. And now it's a profession. (laughs) But you know, going back to that, I just, I just felt the music was always so calming, and like I just remember like feeling like in a whole new world just watching him play that game, and the music had a lot to do with why I just sat up and watched him play that game all the damn time I mean, for for an introductory into like music and video games i mean final fantasy 7 just the music in that entire game just sets every ambiance in every place yep. you go like exactly like it it really sets the mood in anywhere you go and mm-hmm. like that is an awesome game to like initially get into like listening to music and seeing how that mm-hmm. works because it's beautiful now, for those of you who uh, didn't know, um, a lot of the epicness that is the music of Square Enix back during the Square Soft days, and also, for, to some degree, a little bit after that, the main man who was in there as a full-timer before he went freelance is a guy by the name of Nobuo Uematsu. If Yes. <laughs> literally, he's been considered that outside of gaming, too. Yes. <laughs> if you've played a video game between, we'll just say, 89 to maybe 2015, if you heard anything he did, you would wonder how long until it ends up in an orchestral arrangement and his shit goes on tours. Yep, yep. And a small fact, which is on screen right now, a lot of people don't realize he did the theme song for Super Smash Brothers three or brawl. He did it. Well, for you Final Fantasy heads out there, he pretty much did 90 percent of the Final Fantasy seven soundtrack. And if you go back in time, he's done more than 50 percent of. Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, and I believe some Legend of Mana soundtracks. You can also find them on uh, Spotify under his name, Nobuo Uematsu, too. Uh, It should even link you to tracks that don't actually go to an album that he made, but album that's sampled or is an arrangement version of his own stuff. There are literally people who have made careers off of literally making their own versions of this man's music. That's how you know you get power. Let me just say that. Facts, facts, big facts. And every time he comes to Chicago, uh, I've seen him like five times. I'm still blown away about how humble oh, he I is. Didn't, I didn't know he toured like that. Well, he it's, it's a it's a more like a tour slash sometimes spectator situation. Okay. So sometimes when he's doing arrangements or he um he's not necessarily leading it, he'll just be at the show. Oh, like Def- he's a definitely spe- hit me up. Yeah. Next uh, time this happens. Anime Central has had him come through three times. I literally just saw him standing in a lobby and no one seemed to have known it was him. Yeah. <laughs> like no one recognized him but me. <laughs> I was like, it's fucking Uematsu. Right, right. It's like, what's Uematsu? Is that like seafood? It's like, right. it's a person. <laughs> Y'all That's trying funny. to eat him and shit? Yeah. <laughs> that actually happened. That was the actual conversation. No hyperbole. So, uh, and uh, also uh, Final Fantasy Distant Worlds Tour. Illinois, or rather Chicago, is one of their permanent stops for every single year that they've done it and they're in like year 10. Okay. So, 
he should be back in February. Oh hell yeah, let's let's make that move. Definitely. Yeah, and like <laughs> tickets go from like eighty dollars to like a few hundred, so it's it's pretty easy to get to. I'm there. Oh uh, yeah, and oh you oh have you played near? You haven't played Near Automata yet. Nah. That one game soundtrack they're comparing to his entire library. Oh wow, okay. And they don't even speak English when they when they sing operatic notes. Yeah. They made up a language. Yeah. I gotta let you listen to that soundtrack one day. Um, they're having they have concerts in here all the time, but I digress. <laughs> all right, and what's the final um uh, inspiration? Yeah, so I mean, still going back to Final Fantasy too. I was just gonna say like final, I even like the ones that I played when I got older was even more inspiration. Like Final Fantasy Ten was probably like that was when I felt like my game essentially because seven and like all the ones between that was more my brother. And so, like, 10 hit, and that's when I kind of got of age. And that's when, like, stuff was, like, I was, like, I want to make some cool shit like this. Like, good story, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, like, a little romance to it, too, and kind of, like, setting the scene. And so, yeah, that was Final Fantasy Ten soundtrack was game changer right there. Well, if there's two things I can take you on an emotional, psychological journey that's legal, it's movies and music. Yep, yep. But uh, I mean, I'll take you on a psychological journey, Zach, real quickly. We're bringing Final Fantasy Thirteen again. Oh, thir- anyway, hey yo, thirteen soundtrack <laughs> is crazy too. I, I've actually sampled thirteen soundtrack. Uh, shoot, that actually, that, that's the only good thing about it. That actually might be the best soundtrack. Now that I think about it, it might be thirteen. But I've never heard anyone say that, but okay, it, it's, it's a hot, it's a hot take. Game. It's a hot take. No, I it's agree. Between ten and thirteen, though. I, I, I know that. it's just it's still it's still fucking. It's not a hot take to say <laughs> that that soundtrack's better than the fucking game. Though. <laughs> oh no, that's, All right. that's not a hot take. Yeah, um, that's and just then, facts. Yeah. And then just the last inspiration, I got to give a shout out to uh, Samurai Champloo. Uh, crazy. <laughs> just, uh, New Jobis, may he rest yes, in peace. Yes, rest in peace, New Jobis. And uh, another thing, just when I was a kid, just the calming vibes of that show, uh, watching the fight scenes and how it went with the music. And it wasn't even like aggressive music. It was just smooth as hell. And, um, you know, I just love, I love that animation style. And just, it, it's weird how anime and like chill beats just go so hand in hand together. And just like gives you that comfort, and I just always love that. Yeah, weird fact. He ended up making more songs than were used in the show. So if you get the entire Samurai Champloo um, album, it's like three discs. Okay, crazy. Yeah, hard to find too. Yeah, I believe. Um, yes. Yeah, so somebody's watching this. Go watch the video. And like, man, I'm gonna look up all these people. Like, just go look at the YouTube, bro. <laughs> all their names are being shown to you in real time. Um. All right. Well. I don't know how many albums you made about four so far. Yeah, I think three albums and then like two EPs. Okay, yeah. I got you. Well, let me ask you this, and I know that the answer can change, or if there isn't a correct answer, it's fine. There's no wrong answers. Uh, what was your favorite album to work on? Like mine's personally, you say? Yes. Um, then that'd be your album, just any album you worked on. Okay. You know, I mean, going back to my work, it's got to be one. And I'll uh, try to pull it up. It's called PTO Days. Um, it was just something i made very quickly i think i made it in only like two or three weeks i think i had all six beats done in at least a two-week span but um yeah it was it was in a weird time where i was just very stressed with my job and i was honestly getting my ass kicked at my job and uh i was low-key ready to quit but um (laughs) it was just it was just a stressful time Mm -hmm. and like that's kind of the inspiration for it was just like taking days off and it was during christmas time too and so I feel like the project kind of has like a Christmassy vibe, like a very winter, cozy Christmassy winter vibe. Wonderland. So, um, yeah, that's definitely my favorite project. I just feel like I was, I was just really, I feel like it's just like a good definition <laughs> of me. Like Let me just you. note that this man has a track called Final Fantasy and Chill on this album. <laughs> I do. 
Head over to the pick dump section, King. So that's I'm, I'm sorry you were having trouble oh, at your job that I've literally never had a description for, but I'm <laughs> glad it puts you eventually you got out of it. Oh, I'm still working, but I'm oh. just like I'm just good at my job because I made that album last year, but I'm just I just I'm just good at my job now. So I'm nine to five. <laughs> OK, I'm adding a question. What exactly is your job? Because I've never oh, actually man. known that. <laughs> I, I work for. Pretty much the dude that, you know, uh, you get like a $40 copay when you get prescription. Yeah. I like handle all that stuff in the background. Like making oh, sure your administration. Your co- okay. Yeah. Like, well, like healthcare. So I work with like all the health, all the HR departments setting up their benefits for all their employees and Got different you. companies like that. So yeah, that is my nine to f- exciting 95. That is, <laughs> that is hey, look, I, look, some people live to work. Some people work to live. And some people just do their job now so they can do a job they want to later. Exactly. There is nothing wrong with two of those. (laughs) Um, So, hey, as long as it can keep you afloat in this pandemic, I'm not going to be mad at you. You're not doing anything illegal, so you'll get nothing but support from me. I know it sucks, but I think we all been there at some point. A shit job that could lead to something better. Or you were doing a shit job and trying to figure out how to fund something better. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even say it's like a terrible job. Like It was boring. I mean, it's boring, but it was just like it, that. Was, that Christmas time is like our busy season, and I was kind of newer, so it was tough. But like I said, now, now, like this past year, went through it, but it was a breeze because I got yeah, that experience. Got the experience now. Yeah, yeah. So it's wow. right now, it's cool. I I kind of like the balance. I actually kind of like the balance of working and then doing music. It's bro, like it is the best feeling in the world because yeah, when I have a part time job and I can work on the game design stuff and the podcast stuff and just write humor because I don't do stand up right. anymore, not because I suck. But cooties everywhere. You don't know what could yeah, fucking happen. Yeah, facts. I had to get that shit off my chest. Right. I felt like there was a literal pressure, like right after Thanksgiving type of pressure that I just couldn't get out of my heart until I found a way to release it. And I found a positive way to release it. And luckily, I've been able to have my friends also have an interest in it, which that's the best part for me. It's not that I'm relieving my stress. It's that I'm relieving my stress and having fun with people I fucking like or I grew to Right, with. right. Like, you don't know it, but most of these people in here... They were either in the military with me on this whole entire user list. They were either in the military with me. And if they weren't in the military with me, they were people that I've been gaming with or family members for years. Mm-hmm. I, this is one of the only years, this year and last year is one of the only years where I've gotten people who I don't actually have a personal rapport with, but they're still cool people. Mm-hmm. And I hope to see more of them and have them come on more. Like this one right here, she got a million followers on her fucking YouTube channel. Oh, damn. I went to high school with her. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but she's but this is only her first year being in this whole group. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Um, moving on. Uh, I know this is a bit of a tough question, or it's be, some people give ambiguous answers, and a lot of people don't like it. But I'm not going to judge you. Um, how would you describe your style of music in layman's terms? Um, I mean. I hate just using the word chill all the time, but I it's know very... technically it's not a genre. <laughs> yeah, yet. <laughs> right. Yet, but um, I try to like you know this nostalgia has always been like a big thing to me, so I try to make things like super nostalgic and like kind of like heavy and like I don't know, it's weird. It's old school. It's kind of old school, kind of like gritty a little bit. Like some of my stuff doesn't have like the best quality I know, but I kind of like that sound, that like kind of rough sound, that old school sound types. 
uh, yeah, it can, bite it, a little bit. Yeah, can, uh, outdated material can have its own aesthetic. Right, yeah, exactly. Put, how yeah. many songs do we know have a singer or something from the 60s or 70s in the background, but yeah. with squeaky pitch, which we was talking about not too early ago. Yep. Kanye made that shit famous, but technically those songs would be like 30 or 40 years old. Yep. So, you know, ain't nothing wrong with recycling as long as you can remix. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, it's kind of, that, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I describe the aesthetic. I can't talk of my sound, <laughs> but um, yeah, you kind of nailed it right on the head there. Okay, cool, cool. All right. Well, uh, we're not composers ourselves, but this is just a general thing. Let me ask you, uh, what advice to new composers looking to try and do things for a living would you give? Um, Just know it's going to take a long ass time. So um, I actually thought, I actually picked up my first like beat machine when I was in college, like, and, um, and I got it like in my dorm and I remember I was getting so hype. I was like, Oh, I'm gonna be this cool ass kid in the dorm making beats for people and going to class and shit. And like, I did not touch that thing that whole, both semesters really. It was, <laughs> uh, yeah. It took a while. Um, and plus like getting to learn the software and stuff and like, it, it's not going to happen overnight. It, Things just don't click like that. I'm so, so glad you said that. That doesn't <laughs> even apply just to music, but, well, I'm in a unique situation because almost every job I had that's actually been high paying has involved being on a computer or having some type of software programs. You're not going to get it day one. Facts. You're not supposed to get it day one. Facts. You're supposed to fucking ambitiously grind and not give up. Even if you don't make the perfect shit, no one starts off that way. You literally have to crawl before you can walk. But everybody want to look fly and fly without even having taken their first step. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate it. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of funny, too, because I, I literally remember like post is my very first post on Instagram. I was like, I'm about to get good, like get good at this shit. And then like I didn't do shit that whole semester. I remember <laughs> is, but it's still it's funny now to look back on, you know, yeah, and that had to be like the memories. That was like 2014, I think, or 2013, whatever. And, um, you know, obviously, what, seven years later now, I can confidently say I'm I'm using it. So which is a good feeling. So it took a while, you know, for me to get back into producing. But it's always just been been, you know, in my head in college. It was more just like, a, well, let me just try to make a beat or some shit. But obviously, 2020 kind of <laughs> yeah, found a lot of free time. Yeah, found a lot more free time and actually took the time to watch like YouTube tutorials. And as you stated, like study the software and actually see what other people how other people are using it i was trying to do everything my alone before biggest mistake with music yep because there's so not even just because it's hard it's because there's so many new terms that are going to hit you in the face you don't even know how to respond to Mm -hmm. facts facts so once i started like reaching out to people looking at finding like certain producers who have youtube tutorials who i really like and uh yeah i come from youtube university man it's a real thing (laughs) Okay, well, this next question, uh, I apologize if it comes off as a little personal. It is not intended, but I'm going to just ask you personally, do you value gaining notoriety or you prefer to simply just create good music that you yourself enjoy? Um, I mean, it's a little bit of both. I obviously, I think every musician kind of wants a lot of, you know, not a lot, but some notoriety. You know, it, it feels good. That's why, I, you know, I, I like to do beat shows and play my beats in front of people and stuff like that or send or promote my stuff in general. So like, yeah, I'm not like, I I don't want to be like Kanye famous or nothing like that. But like, you know, it is, it does feel good to just hear someone say, Hey, this beat's dope. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. And that's all I need. You know, if, uh, you know, people really dig my music and then, um, what was the other, what what was like the other part? 
um, do you prefer to get like fame and attention, aka notoriety, or you just prefer to simply create good music that oh. you yourself enjoy? Oh yeah, and then yeah, so that's true as well because obviously I just I'm having fun with it at the end of the day, and if I make it, I'm probably listening to it, enjoying it. So uh, I can't say that for all my stuff because some stuff I look back on, I'm like, eh, that was kind of shitty. But whatever. I mean, well, <laughs> hey, you can literally go and remix it or redo yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think that just happens with any artist because you work on it so much. Imagine hearing the same loop a hundred times. Of course, you're gonna pick out the nitty gritty and like the errors and what you could have done better. So I think that's just how it is for any producer once they make something. Because Reminds me of two famous artistic sayings. Number one. An artist is never truly finished with their work. They're only abandoned or they died. <laughs> and the second one is give any artist uh, two years of experience and they will hate any old thing they've done. Yep, there, which, yep, that, that's very accurate. And I really hate when they get that way. Yeah. Because <laughs> here's something that I, now it's not a you thing, but this is like, I, I don't, well, you haven't seen it yet, but in my social media, I know a lot of genuinely creative people. Mm-hmm. I'm talking 3D engineers composers print uh people who make uh costumes all the fucking time singers dancers actual musicians and if i tell them something is nice oh it's just garbage like no this is good oh well you just saying that for my friend they find ways to turn the positive statement into self shit talking right right (laughs) and it makes me so mad (laughs) because i'm being genuine and i feel like you're telling me i'm lying to your face Mm -hmm. (sighs) moving on our final question, unless King has something after this. Um, what track do you feel like, and I'm going to pull up the uh, Spotify again. What track do you feel is your best work, or do you think you have yet to have created that said track? Um, I mean, yeah, I would definitely say I haven't made my best track Magnum yet. Opus. Because I'm, you know, I feel like every, as a producer every year I do get better. And, uh, you know, I yeah, I'm just still learning so much. So I definitely wouldn't say I created my best track yet. But my favorite track, and you had already called it out, actually, it's definitely got to be FF and Chill. <laughs> um, it, it's just like... Hey, we'll make sure to loop this in the background for you guys. Don't worry, you'll actually be able to hear it. Because, well, if YouTube says that there's a copyright infringement, I can immediately throw it out because the person who made the song said I can do it in the damn video. <laughs> yeah. Their automated system pisses me off so much. You have no idea, bro. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's just I love that beat so much because it's it's very personal and it kind of just like represents me like in full. It's like it's a Final Fantasy sample. It's very jazzy, and then it's like I played my I played keys on it too. And then this is re- this is kind of like a weird style of mine, but I always like throwing like little voiceovers in. And so I actually threw a clip of the Final Fantasy remake in there. It's like when Cloud and Aerith are like talking, and I don't know, it just blends in so perfectly. And it's like it sounds like a score, honestly, like a movie. And um, something about like when people are like talking and just like soothing music is just really dope to me. So I just feel like it has all the elements that I really enjoy. Spotify might try to remove this, that song in particular. Yeah. One day. One day. Probably. I would say if you can maybe do a remix where you just take that little piece out or call it the altered version. Right. Right. Um, Because it's. You'd be surprised though, man. I listen to a lot of producers and that they do the same thing. They got way more plays than me. So that's yeah, but that they might kinda, have licensing though. I don't think they do, but <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. Like I know right. some people just, yeah, yeah, no facts. Uh, I don't know, hey, uh, you just, you just completely like cut out there for like the last couple seconds. Okay. Well, uh, it, it was nothing big. I was just asking him a question about what he would like to say to anybody who's listening to him currently or anybody who might come in and listen. 
what do uh, what do people normally say for this question? <laughs> well, you're the first person we're interviewing for oh, the year. So oh, man. you set that standard. <laughs> oh yikes. There's a lot of pressure. <laughs> um no, I don't really got much. Just um yeah, follow you know, check out my social media, check out my music. It's like I said, it's just super chill. And if you're in Chicago area, you know, pull up on me. Like I said, I uh He's very approachable. I'm very approachable, man. <laughs> um man, I DJ too, and I DJ a lot of little small bars here in Chicago. And so, um, and I post all my events on social media and normally I'm just like playing music and chopping it up with friends and that's really all I do, man. So, uh, come through, come through, have a drink and vibe out a little bit. Perfect picture to end on. <laughs> oh, yep. Yep. That's the OG picture. <laughs> Did not do shit that October night. October 11th, 2013. Did not do anything. <laughs> Literally just plugged it in. Well, once again, he is, uh, cozy cold G on Instagram, as you can see from the top in this video. And you can find him on Spotify under Cole Space G. And Apple Music and Tidal and everything else. <laughs> Pretty much. His link, tree, his link tree will be in the description box on, you, uh, on YouTube. And of course, you can just tell by how we're describing and saying things, how to find him on everything else. With that being said, uh, I definitely appreciate you coming through, Cole G. Yeah, there. Thank you, man. And I look forward to listening to more of your music in the future, especially that Final Fantasy and Chill, because that <laughs> EP I hadn't gone through. And I will see you guys when I see you guys. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs>